0: Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Marianne Wolfe. You are in for a treat today as we have the privilege of introducing the 2022 NCAT Prudential North Carolina Beginning Teacher of the Year, Xavier Adams, as well as one of his students from Orange High School. We'll also hear from two more state beginning teachers of the year from 2020 and 21. For beginning teachers who are just starting from scratch, the first year of employment is challenging to navigate. Today, we are going to learn from them about what being a new teacher is like, the challenges, and how they are hoping to make positive impact in education. We are so pleased to be joined today by Xavier Adams, who is a social studies teacher in Orange County Public Schools, and also the NCAT Prudential 2022 North Carolina Beginning Teacher of the Year. We are also joined by his students, Kaylee Faison, the senior at Orange County High School. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you. Xavier, first of all, congratulations on becoming the North Carolina Beginning Teacher of the Year. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what this means to you and what your hopes are for this new role.
1: First and foremost, what it really means to me is that the students that I've been able to work with the last two years, their hard work has paid off. I really feel like my award is only possible because of the work that my students have done. And that's part of the reason why I really wanted Kaylee to be here. So Kaylee was a part of my first ever uh, section of African-American studies when we were completely virtual at Orange High School. And Kaylee, every single day, was involved in the group chat on Zoom, participating in class, reading all the stuff that I was assigning them. And I definitely was giving them way too much stuff, but Kaylee would show up and, and do the work alongside me. So I was really grateful for her and all of my students in the process.
0: That's wonderful. Well, and Kaylee, we're so excited that you'll be going to Howard University next year as well. So uh, really exciting to continue to follow your path. We'd love to hear from you, Kaylee. What does this mean to you as a student in Mr. Adams' class, and what was the reaction
2: uh, from your classmates? Well, I know on the night of the award ceremony, there were at least ten of the people that were in my original class. All of us were like on the live stream, waiting to like hear. Um, And so when he would, when he won, it was just like I guess gratification for us knowing that at Orange High School, Mr. Xavier is like for us has always been a household name ever since he got here. Um, And so when he won, it was like okay, this day and. Everyone in North Carolina is finally seeing, like, the great teacher that we got to learn from. While we were in his class and then also outside of his class, um, Mr. X has been really helpful for me and all the other students that were in my class, even after we left, getting us college recommendations, whatever we needed, and just being um, a confidant for us at school.
0: So tell us a little bit more for those of us who only know a little bit about your teacher. What makes him stand out and what makes learning in his class
2: so impactful for you? So during Mr. Xavier's class, he really made it a point to learn things about each individual student. And it wasn't just about the course load or the curriculum. Um, And that made our class a really happy and fun place um, to come learn. And so because he wanted to know about us as individual students, it pushed us to want to learn more about him as a teacher and his teaching style. And it just made for a cohesive classroom where people who usually wouldn't be friends or be talking to each other um, came together. and We kind of created our little, our family, our group for that semester. and so a lot of the people in the in those classes that are now like juniors and um seniors with me or are freshmen and sophomore in their colleges I still talk to, which is an experience, a new experience for me that I hadn't had in any other class.
0: Xavier, I'd love to go back to you and just you know, thinking about your students. What has it been like your first couple of years teaching and just thinking about you starting in a pandemic at Orange High and all of that? And you know, what made you be interested in the beginning? And then how did that kind of measure up with your experience so far?
1: It's really incredible. And I'm grateful to be able to say that like all of my expectations were exceeded even in that virtual year, which I know for a lot of us, including myself, that virtual year of learning was very isolated and felt hard to, to be passionate about learning and education. But I mean, to go back to Kaylee's class and my other world history classes that I taught that year, the students were so willing and eager to get to know me which i really appreciated as a first year teacher and i feel like i was just really able to do a lot of what i got done because of their eagerness
0: one of the things i want to dig into a little bit with you is around the teacher pipeline right who is coming into the teaching field and in north carolina and in many places across our country we know that we're facing a significant shortage of educators and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that and what you think we can do to encourage more people like you who clearly are making such a difference for your students to go into teaching.
1: There's so many things that need to be done. Um, So kind of what you're alluding to is the unfortunate reality is that less than 2% of educators in public education are black men. And so um, I, I think Several things that need to be done are one paying teachers more Uh, there's just a need for teachers to be fairly compensated for the brilliance and the hard work that they're bringing into the classroom every day. uh, To to pour into students lives also think the reality is that a lot of the issues surrounding student debt coming out of school. um, Currently with students, knowing that they're going to be entering a teaching profession that doesn't pay well. Uh, It doesn't bode well for wanting to take out a lot of loans to then enter a career that is very rewarding and very fulfilling, but doesn't necessarily pay as well. Um, Also, I think once teachers get into the different schools that they're in, um, when they see that they're the only person that looks like themselves in that school building, it's super important for that school community to already be doing things to make folks feel welcome. So the reality is that we're not going to overnight have an influx of teachers of color. It would be amazing if we did, but part of um, what has been helpful here at Orange High School is that there has been a community of folks that have come to support me uh, and the different aspirations that I've had as an educator and also just come to care for me as a person beyond just the profession. And so I think school systems that are interested in uh, investing in that type of work um, can really make a difference and can change the trajectory of uh, the demographics of our public school teachers. One of the things that I've been thinking about recently is um, really leveraging student TAs to empower them to feel as though they can enter into education. So, next school year, um, I have two students that are going to be TAing for my African American Studies class. They're both um, Black young men and beyond just having them grade homework and kind of doing the behind the scenes stuff i've already told them up front that they're going to be like teaching different classes for me and so i feel like beyond just telling students that hey you should enter the profession i think we should also model and then empower them to see that they can be in that profession while they're in high school before they're going off to college um, so that they can get their practice so that they can get The fulfillment of, wow, I really did just teach for 90 minutes and like it was difficult. Yes, the preparation was a lot, but there was something rewarding out of the process.
0: Kaylee, I'm curious to turn to you as a student. Do you have recommendations when you think about your peers and others that you know who might consider teaching? What do you think we can do as a state, as districts, as schools? Um, to encourage that. My grandmother
2: was a teacher for 34 years in Orange County. She taught fourth grade. And then my aunt is currently an assistant principal in Orange County as well. So I'm not only am I a student, but I'm also hearing things at home um, and like seeing the toll that teaching can take on people. And so I think for my generation incoming and people wanting to be teachers, I think listening to the individual and their needs and not looking at it as a, this is a Whole state, whole teacher problem, let's just give one um, response to it and hope that it works for everyone. Um, Because only the people who are having the struggles will be able to actually tell you what they need and getting those individual things fixed will then create a hive mind mentality of, oh, look at our state, taking care of our individual teachers. And so then the teachers will be um, more prepared to help each other in that sense. I also think um, that having teachers like Mr. Xavier in classes that are, not sugarcoating how difficult teaching may be, um, while also showing like the joys of teaching and knowing that it's like, it's a passion, not just a profession. Um, so having more teachers like that in our school systems will just um, up the, I don't know, up the ante and up the um, excitement for people to become teachers so that they can hopefully one day be as inspiring as the teachers that they had in high school were to them.
0: What has made the biggest difference to support you, both in terms of all you're doing, For your students, but also in your subject areas and, you know, specifically having the flexibility you needed. What's been the most important?
1: One of the greatest assets that I believe that Orange County Schools has as a district is the fact that we are such a small district. So right next door to us, Chapel Hill, Durham Public Schools, these districts have significantly more high schools than us. Whereas in Orange High School, we have two high schools and therefore it's a smaller community. People know each other know each other better. And I feel as though my school superintendent, my school board has my back and they also like know me. So I've directly met these people. I've been able to collaborate with these people on a more personal level. And so I feel like when you have support from your peers, that's awesome. But then when you also have support from the folks that are making the important decisions from the top down, I think that's an extra layer that I really have benefited from two years
0: here. Well, thank you so much. I'd love to join your class sometime and so appreciate your thought of bringing your student with you. So Kaylee, we also wish you all the best and Xavier, I know we're going to have you back on here again another time. So please uh, continue the wonderful work, but also continue sharing the ideas. So thanks so much to both of you for being here. After the break, we will be joined by two more of our beginning teachers of the year from 2020 and 2021.
1: Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Participate Learning, uniting our world through global learning.
0: We are so pleased to be joined by two more of our NCAT Prudential North Carolina Beginning Teachers of the Year. Emily Higdon from Macon County Public Schools is the 2021 Beginning Teacher of the Year. And Leanne Rose from Mooresville Graded School District is the 1920 Beginning Teacher of the Year. Welcome to both of you. Emily, last time you were on Education Matters, you had just become the Beginning Teacher of the Year and it's been a year since then. And what a year it has been. Um, I'm just curious, what have you learned? How has your experience changed? And what are you thinking about right now? Yeah, so when I got this award, I was still a beginning
3: teacher and my sole focus was my classroom and what I was doing the next day and how I was going to teach my kids. And then when I got this award, I was suddenly in these positions where I was being asked my opinion on higher education policies and on things within the state and things that I didn't really know about. So it's been really cool to learn about all of those things and to gain access access to platforms like this, where I can speak about things that are happening in the classroom. And I've met people who were, um, involved with education matters on the state level. And so it's been really cool to meet those advocates who are standing up for teachers and to learn how I can also be one of those advocates for my students, my coworkers, and just BTs in general in the whole state. So I have loved that experience. And I've loved, um, the, the process of learning how to use my own voice too. And I am still a beginning teacher. I'm only in my third year, so I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing, but I now have a platform and a voice and enc- encouragement from people who are asking for my opinion. And so it's been a really, really great journey with the B-Toy Award.
0: Leanne, you were the very first beginning teacher of the year, which was really only three years ago. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about what your journey has been as a beginning teacher.
4: So I became a beginning teacher and I did get to teach a full year. And then the next year, I mean, and like Emily was saying, I was in the same boat. I was just in the trenches, focused on my kids, my classroom, just that's all I could barely see. Um, Then the very next year, as soon as I was named, covid and we all shut down schools were virtual so it's kind of funny like even though you know i have a little bit of experience now it's a very different type of experience because yes i've been in the classroom but i've also done virtual i've done hybrid i've done bba plus and i've done you know all these various things in the classroom which has been incredible, challenging, exhausting, all of those things. Um, but it's really given me a perspective and it kind of helps focus on like what the point of education is. And it's really helped me keep you know, all the extra out and just really focus on the kids and what really matters.
0: We look at strong educators like the two of you and we think, well, what do we have to do to make sure we can keep you in the classroom and focused and you know, wanting to do this really important yet challenging work? Emily, what advice do you have as a state, as a district? What do we do to keep awesome educators in the field? So uh, the school that I'm at is pretty
3: unique in that um, I'm the only English teacher at my school, and I teach all four grade levels for high school. And so one of the things that has kept me going is that I have a really good support system with my coworkers, even though we don't all teach the same subjects, beyond just the connections with your coworkers is I have support from my administration to try things. So my principal is very open to allowing me to to kind of test run things, support from administrators to try new things, letting yourself have fun. I think there's like a stigma about standards and you have to be very structured and do all these things. But sometimes it's just fun and it's okay to be fun. Um, and then also having support from coworkers. That's what really helps when you're a beginning teacher because you can feel very isolated. You can feel very overwhelmed. But knowing that your next door teacher is like, hey, I'm here. We can decompress at the end of the day. Maybe we can do something together so the, the whole weight is not on you.
0: Um, that means the world to beginning teachers. Leanne, would you like to add some other advice? How do we make sure that you want to stay in education and working with
4: students? Um, I think one of the great things that can help is actually what we're doing here. Education matters, and bringing teacher voices up, um, asking us what matters. Now, of course, district higher ups they know things, and you know people can be advocates. But actually, having teachers in the room where decisions are being made—you um, know, being at the table and being able to share what we're seeing day in and day out—you know, we're the boots on the ground, and we love doing it. And sometimes that means that some teachers are not really as able to get to those meetings because we're in our classrooms and that's where we wanna be, we wanna be with the kids. But also it takes certain teachers to be able to bring their voices and share the concerns that they're seeing every day. And sometimes those concerns change quickly. Um, They might change day to day or week to week, especially with everything that's happened with COVID and decisions being made quickly. Um, So I think what we're doing here is a big thing to make sure that teachers feel heard and just validation because I think sometimes we can feel very isolated. Um, and one of the biggest things I remember in my beginning teaching years was hearing Maureen Stover and some of these big beginning teachers, or not beginning, teachers of the year saying, man, this is hard, wow, this has been a lot. And I can't tell you as a beginning teacher, I thought it was just me. And at my school, there's a few other beginning teachers, but we're kind of spread out. We don't really see each other. So it was so, I'm like, wait a second, you are an award-winning fabulous teacher and you're struggling too so it means it's okay that I'm struggling and I'm normal and it was just very validating to be able to hear hear that and know that I'm not alone so um, bringing teachers to the table um, and then I don't know I think a lot of teachers we've we've taken on a lot because that's what we do we are we serve children and so in serving children we do lots of other, jobs. Um, and so having supportive administration, um, encouraging us to try new things, but then also trying to take things away from us too. Can can they take anything off of our plates? I know that I have a wonderful administration that tries to, you know what, we're not going to do that in person. I'm going to do it virtual and in an email. Or, you know, just little things and kindnesses. And we do these silly monthly dress up for teachers and we can wear jeans. And it's just these little tiny pieces um, that she's trying to take stress away from us um, because it's just happened, we just do more and we do more and that's the nature of who we are, which is fine, but it adds up, <laughs> especially in a world where we are sanitizing and doing a lot more than we even used to. Um, and a lot of us love to do the extra stuff. Like I, my passion is social, emo- social emotional education, but it, it does add up at the end of the day when we're doing just so much. So taking things off of our plates and um, having a teacher voice. And then of course, like Emily said, loving what you do and having fun with it.
0: Wonderful. Well, in our last minute together, I wonder if you each have kind of a sprint piece of advice either for state leaders or for those interested in becoming teachers. So Emily, any advice for either of those groups? For beginning teachers, I think that your
3: strongest asset is yourself in the sense that you already have a wealth and a variety of knowledge that may not be all about your content area, may not be the standards, but you can pull in those things, you know, or those people, you know, those community members, you know, and you can add to your classroom so much through that. So it's okay to be yourself as a teacher and use what you have naturally to let your students thrive. Like that is what, what they see and what they want to be is fully themselves. And when you do that first, then they know they can do it too. Thank you.
4: And Leanne, any final advice? I think we talk a lot about how um, the biggest indicator of student success is teachers. I think one of the biggest indicators for teacher success is school culture. Um, teammates, friendships, mentorships, um, and making sure that we have support for teachers um, up, across all. You know, whether you're beginning, if you've come lateral truly, if you've been here for a really long time, and things continue to change. But just being there for each other and having a healthy culture to support us, um, being able to vent but not getting into a negative space where we're kind of, you know, putting, being let down but building ourselves up, being the professionals that we are, and expecting respect and success.
0: Well, thank you both so much. I could talk to you for hours and I know our listeners feel the same. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And after the break, this week's final word. Do you know a high school or college student who wants to be a teacher? Do you know others in your community who are thinking about changing careers to become a teacher? We need to encourage more individuals to consider education for their careers. Our teacher pipeline has decreased significantly over the past decade and across North Carolina, we are experiencing a teacher shortage in almost all areas and grade levels. While there are undoubtedly many factors in providing and maintaining a high quality education system throughout our state, Research has shown that teachers are the number one school-related factor that influences student outcomes. In order to secure the future of North Carolina's children in our communities and economy, it is imperative that our schools are able to recruit and retain high quality and well-prepared teachers who also bring passion and commitment to their work with students. Today, we were joined by our last three North Carolina Center for the Advancement of Teaching, Prudential, Beginning Teachers of the Year, This includes Xavier Adams, who's this year's winners, and 2021 and 2020 winners, Emily Higdon and Leanne Rose. You will quickly see that these attributes are present among these educators and in many of our beginning and veteran teachers across North Carolina. We must nurture those talents and respect these professionals. Equally important is supporting them along their journeys to becoming the most effective educators they can be. If you ask our teachers about this year, Many of our veteran teachers will tell you it has been the hardest year they have ever experienced. This is told within the context of their deep care and commitment to students. These teachers also listen to the news and the public comments at school board meetings. Many of these discussions that they're hearing about education locally, statewide or nationally often center on political issues instead of what our students need and how we can support our educators to support our students. This is also exhausting to teachers as they strive to navigate the complexities of teaching, especially as we come out of the pandemic. One thing I see again and again with our educators, including the three exceptional beginning teachers of the year that you heard from today, is that they center the students in their daily work. They continue to try and do everything they can to understand what their students need for their learning and their well-being, and they go above and beyond every day. As a state, we have the opportunity to show how much we understand the importance of being a teacher and how we value those who are in or are choosing to enter the field. We can provide working conditions and compensation that honor their level of education, the complexity of their work and the impact that they have. However, to truly do this, we must also treat our educators as professionals and provide them with the respect they richly deserve. We should do this regardless of the time or the context But we must do this now, given the significant shortage we have and will continue to experience based upon our state's trajectory. I asked you at the beginning of this final word, if you know someone who is becoming or wants to be a teacher, I hope that you will take this opportunity to show them how important that decision is for our students, our families, our communities, and our economy here in North Carolina. We have the opportunity to ensure that those interested in or currently serving in education are treated as professionals and honored for the critical role they play. Thank you for thinking and learning about education. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.